Hello, and welcome to the Monster Smash Podcast, the podcast where two innocent and naive readers dive headfirst into the monster smut genre. On today's episode, we are talking about A Polar Expedition and Other Stimulating Research Opportunities by Cass O'Shire, a book that makes me want to pet a polar bear so bad. As always, we will be talking about this book in its entirety, so if you don't want spoilers, Pause the podcast, go read the book, and then come back here and enjoy our chat. If you don't mind spoilers, or you don't plan on reading the book, you can definitely still enjoy this podcast. I'm your host, Christine, and with me as always is your other host, Claire. Claire, what's this book about? Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, so Siren, our main character... Um, is determined to find the source of magic in her world. So basically, this is a world where we have some sort of magic that they can use for like a lot of dif- different cool stuff. Like you can make your memory better, you can change your appearance, mm-hmm. a lot of different things. And basically, she really wants to know the origin of it in case one day it dries up. Um, but her guild and you know some sort of like university where she's from basically. Mm-hmm are warning her that if she tries to go too far north, um, so many people have disappeared before, and Mm -hmm. they're not going to support that expedition. But she decides, I don't care. And she still goes. And on the way there, she is stopped by a bear shifter Mm -hmm. who has, like, I wouldn't say he has a hidden motive, but there's, like, a secret in the north that is a reason for which many people have disappeared before. Yeah. So right off the bat, we should say this is a ARC that we got from Cass, uh, who reached out to us on Instagram. And we don't do, you know, we've had other people reach out. We don't do every arc that gets presented, but this one seemed like it would be really fun and up our alley. And we loved the cover art. It's a very fun cover art. It's so cute. Really, really loved it. It's one of those books that bothers with an actual plot which you know if if you like you're smart without a plot that's perfectly fine that's not a judgment on my yeah it's way, i like that i'm, I'm reading sure. a book right now that is more smut than plot yeah but um this if, if you like to have a little bit of a world building and a little bit of a plot beforehand this book is really good for it i will warn it's a very slow i wouldn't say it's a slow burn per se because they do have sex it's a slow burn quickly enough after they've met but in terms of like the size of the book the length of the book they don't have sex until 80 percent in i think it was like 75 i took notes i was like there's not been any sex yet (laughs) yeah but it 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 works it works well i think i liked it a lot i think it ended a little bit more abruptly than Mm -hmm. i would have expected but it's a, it's it's a really good book. I, yeah. I definitely recommend it. That's that's how I'm gonna go with that. Yes, but... yes, off the bat. <laughs> off yeah, the bat. I, yeah. I think it was a slow burn too. Not in the sense that you know when they had sex, they it's only maybe like a week or two after they've known each other. It's not like you know. But in terms of the book, you do wait seventy five percent before 
you know, anything sexual happens. So in that sense, building is, is, is really magical and it's really nice. The world building is cool. Like I was into this as a fantasy novel. I thought the the sort of atmosphere about it of it was like really cool. It was a very cool mixture of magic and like science as well. Like the you know, like she's a very methodical kind of like researcher, yeah. you know, and uh she's looking well, for the, the comparison that I would draw for for someone who's read the book who who would be interested to to get the vibe. Mm-hmm. I think it reminded me a lot of the Golden Compass. In yeah. that you have an academic setting that kind of want to suppress people finding out more, and she does that, and she and she, and she goes. I mean, the the comparison obviously stops really really early on. I'm not saying this is the same book, but it's and it's very interesting. And also, I I, I thought of the Golden Compass as well because in the Golden Compass you have those like bears that talk and stand and and fight and stuff okay. like that. So that that was also like a reminder. Um, but basically that's yeah that's it's it's the same atmosphere and aesthetic I would say as Golden Compass hmm. but in the Monsters much better and it was, it was nice. See I've never read the Golden Compass and to me and maybe this is you know kind of the vibe of the Golden Compass but it had just the slightest flavor of steampunk like just a little bit the ghost yes, of a steampunk absolutely like, yeah yeah because yeah. you have like semi-modern yes stuff. like the industrial ages basically yes. but with magic. right and and just the way that she dresses like she has like goggles that she wears kind of i mean she's out exploring the polar so she needs yeah. them but still i i kind of got the sense of like she seems to be wearing at one point sort of an edwardian outfit with the skirt and the shirt and vest and everything so it was yeah i got a little bit of steampunk which i i thought just the whole atmosphere of it was very yeah. fun i liked it I, I liked as well, like at the very beginning, she talks about the, the the professor that she's talking to and she describes it as like the man looked taxidermy frozen in time at the, at the precise moment when he looked old enough to impart wisdom. Um, it was funny because that conversation did remind me of like academic settings and stuff like that. Cause, yeah. Like, a lifetime ago, I like attempted a PhD and, and ended up with like a dick of an advisor and <laughs> decided to let it go. Um, you know, the kind of guy who's like, you should smile more. Oh, Jesus Christ. Did not feel like doing seven years of my life. Yeah, that, no thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. But um, but yeah, I found it like... Um, I, 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 found it, I found that part interesting, the, the mm-hmm. academic aspect of it. And I also... One thing that I want to point out now, because it's not made a big deal during the book, is that the main character is plus size. Mm-hmm. But it's never made into like, you know, we we said that as well when we read uh, Muscles and Monsters. Like, it's nice to have plus size yeah. characters without the book being every minute like talking about the curves or like right. how voluptuous, like almost as if it's a fetish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And in, and and in Muscles and Monsters and in this one, you don't have that, so it's kind of nice. You're like, this is a plus size character, and 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 it doesn't have to be anything. It's, yeah. It's just the way it is. It's a body. Yeah, and honestly, I don't know. She seemed pretty hot. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, she oh, absolutely hot. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Obviously, this is a fantasy world, and they don't get into like races or anything. But I believe that she is a you know person of color. 
based on the cover and some parts of her description, it's it stays pretty vague and they don't really talk about it. But um, I believe that she is, which yeah. is which is great. It's nice to have a person of color as a as a lead character. Yeah, absolutely. It it does a good job at the representation without being like, "Hey, I'm doing representation." <laughs> yes, um, I... it's not it's 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 not its only selling point. Yes, I mean. yes, yes, yes. I struggled with whether I should call this cozy or not. It felt cozy. It felt like a cozy fantasy to me in that it's a, a cozy lot of the, adventure. Yeah, a lot of the time the stakes didn't feel high. And like technically they are because yeah. at one point they're basically like deciding if they should kill her or not for for uh trespassing in their sanctuary. Well, we'll, we'll get basically, into Basically let's say at this point in time like we will be discussing spoilers uh about yes book. we did discuss this with the author so yes. that's uh but if if you don't want to get the spoilers yeah go read and, the book real quick yeah and, and by the time you it. are actually listening to this audio the book is out i believe it's yeah. the 16th so it, you know it's out now if you if you want to go read it i i really enjoyed it i recommend going to check it out i believe it's going to be on uh kindle unlimited so yeah um check it out there but but basically uh, yeah she's she she's threatened with a death sentence at some point because she discovers a mm-hmm. um a community that is secret basically yeah. a, a group of people who have kept their existence a secret mm-hmm. and she's very chill about this She's super chill about it. Yeah, it's really fun. She's incredibly chill about everything in this book. And I'm like... Yeah, it's... She's very chill, but I I think it makes sense in the the story. Well, she's she's kind of like a... She's an adventurer who likes to go a little bit outside of the box Mm -hmm. in terms of her adventures. So it would make sense that she would be kind of, like, open to anything. Yes. Yeah, for sure. She even mentions that she has threesomes. Yeah, she's very, like, sexually liberated in this, which is fun. Yeah, there's no, like, virginal, this is my first time. I I loved her in that, like, especially especially that first sex scene before the epilogue. She just is so, like, no, I am telling you what I want. Like, fuck me. It's, I really liked her kind of attitude about it. It was fun. Yeah, she kind of goes, like, I'm attracted to you. You're attracted to me. We don't have to make this a thing. yeah, we don't have to. Ch- we can't change my circumstances at this very moment. Let's just kind of like let's just let's just do it. Let's, let's have fun. Show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. So let's start at the beginning, I guess. Um, right off the bat, the story starts with her at the Citadel, uh, which I guess yeah. is like sort of the the main place where um they call them lunologists. That's what she yeah. is. Basically, people who study magic because their magic in the story comes from magical algae. It's like bioluminescent algae that comes from a specific river and they have a way of like, they harvest it, they dry it out and then they, they eat it or drink it or whatever. And uh, it's, I thought that was really interesting. The magic system behind it, where she like specifically, she almost like goes into herself and is like, okay, I'm going to direct some of the, this like, uh, what were they called? Fuck. I know it's lunology, but it's like Lunella, right? Yeah. Lunala. Lunala. I'm going to direct this, you know, to my legs to give myself extra speed. I'm going to, you know, so she like, they, and specifically. You can do that during sex to help yourself achieve more. Yes, that was really interesting. I learned that. Yeah. I liked it. I liked that there was an effort in the world building that didn't feel too heavy and 
honestly, it's kind of, you know, it, it reminds me of like the, I, I'm, we're at this point of the podcast where I'm going to make comparisons. So if you haven't listened to all the episodes, don't worry <laughs> about it. I eventually yeah. shut up about it. But the Captive Merman's Promise had that same vibe of like, this is an author who is pretty good at the fantasy world building. And yep. I would be curious to see what she would do with like a full-blown mm-hmm. fantasy series. Mm-hmm. No, I thought this was like super fun as a as a fantasy novel. And the sex was good. Like I, I had no issues with the sex scenes, but there could have been a, a little fan, bit more. I, oh, I would have loved to have Just seen more sex more. earlier. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But it was well written. I liked it. Yeah. Um, I will say in terms of the magic system, I'm not sure I fully understood how it worked, but I yeah. also feel like I didn't need to. Yeah. Like, it didn't wreck agree, anything yeah. about the story for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It feels like if you're not interested in, like, understanding the complexities of it, you'll understand the story just fine. And if you're interested, you have enough information to kind of... And, yeah. and, and it's it, it has, like, an interesting format as well, because basically mm-hmm. it's written as if the main character wrote a novelization of her story afterwards, and you have footnotes... Yes. That basically are her commenting on the story years later that were really funny. <laughs> I loved the footnotes. Yes. My only issue really was really the fun. footnotes was just a formatting thing. I wish that the footnotes were just Visible like, on the at the bottom of the yeah. page of whatever one it was notating. Because you would like press on the footnote and it would take you to the end of the chapter. And then you'd have to scroll back to where you oh, were. Oh, no, it didn't do that to me. It, oh, I okay. clicked on it and it popped up. And then it oh, so it, it's maybe probably it's a different. setting on my Kindle. It might be a maybe. setting on my Kindle. Also, there this is an arc. So what we got was sort of an, an I think an uncorrected version. Like there's definitely more grammatical errors in it. Um, some repeated sentences and stuff like that. But like we said, I didn't even notice it. <laughs> it's an arc, so you expect that it's not going to be necessarily completely finished but but basically we start off the story with her saying i want to know where this magic comes from as i was you know Mm -hmm. uh saying in the plot and they're like no if you do that you'll get kicked out to which she's like i'm pretending to be fine and then Mm -hmm. she kind of like escapes in the middle of the night and okay something that broke my heart (laughs) it's the horses isn't it yeah me too because she has like i don't know like a little caravan yeah, she has like a wagon that she sleeps in. Like, um, and their names are the the horses' names oh my are God. Butter and Biscuit. Oh my God, Butter and, and Biscuit! And she has is my to favorite. leave them behind because she can't know. take them in the north. And I was like, honestly, why do you give us the horses just I to take them away? <laughs> okay, Butter and Biscuit. Okay, so you know. In the last book we read, I had a real problem with the matching names of Pepper and Salty. Butter and <laughs> okay, Butter and Biscuit is the Butter and Biscuit is perfect best pair of pet names ever. I want two fat corgis, and I want to name them Butter, Butter and, Biscuit. and Biscuit. And I I love it. I love it so oh. much. I said the same thing. I was like, Why are you leaving the horses there? You can take them. You could still take them to like the edge of the wilderness and like yeah, but considering how quickly she ended up well within a couple weeks she ended up like unconscious in the snow yeah i mean i feel like it's it it wasn't a bad idea but she (laughs) and i I, it was really cute because there's this moment where she kind of like gathers a bunch of like stuff that she's accumulated because she has like 
her room at the citadel is like a bunch of like collection of items that she's collected mm-hmm. in her travels and then her caravan is the same and she's kind of going like i'm gonna take this and that oh there's one in her room that is like a little toilet i have the quote i have the quote Thing. right here Picking up a small porcelain toilet, she chuckled. That particular invention had spread far and fast. The first time her friend had spoken of it had been with such fervor, it seemed too good to be true. No more covering. Oh, I (laughs) cut off the quote. (laughs) I don't know what that no more covering was, but yes, I I do think that's very fun. Yeah, you don't have to have pans and pots and stuff like that. Right, chamber pots or going outside to like, to pee. I mean, side note, but in a lot of fantasy books, you don't have toilets, and they never really bother to mention it, which, like, if it's no. if it's not a time travel book, you're like, fine, they're so used to it, they don't care. But there was, like, a time travel book that was kind of, like, Outlander. Um, yeah. And she travels in time, and one of her first thoughts, after, you know, the, wow, this Scottish warrior is really hot, mm-hmm. is... I'm going to take a shit. (laughs) And I like that because it's realistic. It's like you would think about it. I think, you know, what I've read a lot in like uh, fantasy novels is they'll just throw a toilet in. Either it's not even addressed ever, which is fine. Yes, but that's what I'm thinking of specifically where I'm like, they got toilets. I don't think they have toilets, but whatever. (laughs) I mean, it was, look, it was funny. There's like a... I do not know if this is the right word for it. It has a whimsical vibe. The story. Is what that story? the right word for it? The, the book that we're reading. Whimsical? Yeah, it's pretty whimsical. <laughs> the book say. that we were recording about. I didn't know if you were talking about Avatar <laughs> still. Or like trying to remember the name of some particular book. Um, but yeah, but anyway, she leaves. She leaves anyway. And she goes to a bar before she leaves for her last warm meal. Right. She's at a like, so she's going up basically to the North Pole is essentially yeah. where she's going. She knows that the Lunula flows down a river they call the spine so nobody knows what the source of it is though so she's going into the pole hence the name polar expedition she's and going up many people the have disappeared before then yes which every I single was person who left disappeared kind of funny at the beginning because the like lord who's basically like you'll be expelled from here if you go just drops on her that like hundreds of people have died doing that and i was like why isn't that part of the curriculum <laughs> Like, I feel like you would tell that. Why why does he threaten her for expulsion if she's unlikely to come back? She's gonna die. So, like, (laughs) quite exactly. Yeah, that was interesting. But so she stops to pick up her final, you know, batch of supplies in sort of the last town before it gets to uncharted territory. And she is in a bar, you know, she has a hot meal and stuff, and she, like, waves to the innkeeper and makes eye contact with this man who has, like, white hair, white beard, but doesn't look old enough to have, like, gray beard uh, beard and hair. And they make eye contact, and there's, like, this instant attraction between them. Like, she is like, oh, holy shit, if I didn't have a mission, I would be, like, going over there to introduce myself to this man. I mean, you could. You could just go, like, this is my last night in town before i have to go away for a very long time do you do you want to have sex with me right (laughs) she totally could have yeah but instead she sprints out of there and is like she but she says something that i found really cool is that she goes if my mission wasn't as important life wouldn't try to throw me a curveball that hard 
the yes. curveball being the hot man and it's kind yes. of like this way of saying if you're in the right way if, mm-hmm. if you're on the right track you're gonna have you, you'll know you're on the right track because things are gonna try to distract you basically mm-hmm. which yes. is honestly kind of deep like it's interesting yeah 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 I was like, hey that's that's interesting i should <laughs> i should think about that in my life yeah that that is a good lesson to know um and they do so there's like a there's a goddess basically that everyone on earth they have different religions but like every culture kind of comes back to the goddess so she's basically like the lady which is what they call her the lady must be like throwing something in my way or whatever but i had the quote when they when they meet it says or not when they meet when they first see each other Hmm. it took her a minute to get the ancient woman's attention as she was pinching the cheeks of a man twice her size he towered over the other end of the bar radiating a joy and laughter siren could feel wash over her a cap covered most of his head, but the curls she could see matched his thick white beard, though he didn't strike her as old enough for it. It's Santa. It's that's what I thought too. I was like big old jolly white haired man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I knew I was like this it's is not our shifter. It's not. He's a polar yeah. bear shifter. It's burn. Is it okay, I in my head I was like, is it burn or is it Bernie? Ah. I said it's burn in my head, but I said Bernie in my head, but it felt wrong the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bernie. Uh, Who has a Scottish accent? He does. Of sorts. Yeah. It, yeah, it's like vaguely Scottish. It doesn't specifically say Scottish, but uh I also felt like she maybe had a British accent. Were you picturing that in your head or like no. American or no? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> it doesn't say anything about her accent, but some of his uh, some of his dialogue is written phonetically. It's not yeah. egregious, but uh, you do get like yeah instead of you, like a few a few things. It's not too too bad, but I still don't really love phonetic writing. I I've seen it a lot. Um, so it doesn't it doesn't bother me, but I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's not my favorite thing in the world, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I have a quote here, uh, I think, which is basically what you were talking about. It surely meant she was headed towards something tremendous, because there was no way an attraction yeah. that strong was anything but divine in origin. And I just wrote, I think you're underestimating the power of horniness. <laughs> I think you're just horny. <laughs> that is true. She should She should have just, like had sex before leaving if she, she knows she's gonna be leaving for like months on end like and like knowing the character now after having read the whole book i'm like it would have been in character for her to just go up to him and be like hi i'm i'm siren like you're attractive let's go fuck <laughs> i can see her doing it like but basically this is how we're introduced to our polar bear shifter <laughs> mm-hmm who, for some reason, no, he he starts to follow her because she's basically getting closer to yeah. The so source. so basically, she says she taps her Lunula for stealth and speed because she, for some reason, she just knows like this guy is going to chase her out of the tavern. So I'm gonna get like I'm gonna get going. So she starts running through the woods, and he shifts into his bear and starts following her because he protects something that he calls sanctuary. And he's not supposed to let anybody get near it. It's a big secret. Uh, and basically, he has killed people in the past for trespassing. Uh, every, you know, everybody who works as a scout has killed people for trespassing on their stuff. But he's like, I can't kill this woman. I'm just going to, like, follow her, make sure she's okay. And and I'll try and, like, 
direct her in another direction, basically. Yeah. Although at first he doesn't realize that it's her, right? Like the girl from the tavern. He's just yeah, like, yeah, why yeah. is there she a woman out here? Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of like, and he initially thinks she's in danger, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he kind of like, he goes at some point, he's like, I'm frightening her. Because she, she can't tell that there's an animal nearby. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can't introduce myself as a bear, but yeah. if I shift into a human, I don't have clothes. I'll be naked. <laughs> and so he kind of goes like, uh, considering his choices were polar bear or naked human, he didn't bother shifting. To which I was like, I mean, naked human could be fine. I- hide behind a tree. <laughs> it wouldn't be the weirdest, you know. Or he could shift like and hide in a tree and just shout like, I'm naked. <laughs> You know what? If I was a bear shifter, I feel like I would tie like some pants around my neck every time, like before I shifted. They talk about it in Twilight at some point when Jacob. Right, because he's always ripping. Where he's like, I've thought about like having like um, a a fanny pack, basically, with clothes. Yes. But it's just, it's uncomfortable, I'm guessing. Yeah. There is another part later on where he's, like, he basically strips in front of her in order to show her his shifting, and she's like, whoa, 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 you're getting naked, and he's like, I don't have that many pants! (laughs) Which I thought was really funny. (laughs) I can't just be ruining pants all the time. (laughs) Yeah, I like like that part. It's kind of like, look, lady, I don't want to scare you, but... I'm not trying to, like, flash you. I just, I can't afford another pair of pants. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, he's, and he, he mentions the, he mentions the killing part, like, quite, like, quickly at the beginning, to which yeah. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait. What do you mean killing? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he's kind of, because he, so initially, I didn't know why he was protecting her. I didn't understand the sanctuary. So when he yes. was saying, I can either save her and take her with me or kill her. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm pretty sure you have an option. Steve. You have other options. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can get her to go in the other direction. I mean, knowing her now, probably not unless you killed her. But like there are there are other options. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> so I can either like, kill her or make her mine. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you thought about it. Yeah, <laughs> you could come up with another solution to that problem. <laughs> um, um, I love his, like, observations as he's watching her. Like, I wrote down this quote. Um, she talks, she talks to herself a lot, which <laughs> I was like, I, I get it. I mean, I talk to myself constantly, so okay. I get it, but, like... But it is pretty funny. So here's a funny quote. Just then, the woman stood up, waved wildly, and called out, Good night, Mr. Sun. We will see you in the morning. Please be on time. Mind, we have a long way to go, I think. She was ridiculous and adorable, and she smelled entirely delicious. <laughs> what if, look, this is really cute, and I liked it. This, it is. this is The joke that I'm about to make is not a criticism. Okay. But what if there are predators around you, and you're just shouting and telling your every single, like, <laughs> Hi! Hello, Mr. Sun. <laughs> but it's that's because at some point she realizes that she's being followed by a bear, and she can because of her magic, she can smell that it's a bear. I lo- I kind of loved that actually. 
And at some point when she goes to bed, I, th- I think when she goes to bed, she just kind of like shouts into like the, the, the air. It's like, if you're going to eat me, please kindly get on with it. This Do is it torture. Now. And this level of sustained stress hormones is unhealthy. It's like, <laughs> I, I love her energy of like, look. Yes. This is fucking exhausting. If something bad is going to happen to me, can it just happen now? Yeah. Let's, let's get on with it. I'm with you, girl. If you're going to kill me, kill me now. Like, don't let me live like this. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, so and she can... also says, like, I'm going to go to sleep now. That would be a great time if you wanted to go to if kill you're me. If you're going to kill me, that would be the time. I'll be asleep. Um, How has this woman survived this long? <laughs> I don't know, honestly. She really you know, went into this. Like, there's this, there's this joke that I heard the other day of like, if I die killed by like a mountain lion, just know lion. that my last words were here, kitty, kitty, here, oh, kitty, hundred percent. That makes me. <laughs> I'm like, you can't tell me that at some point she didn't see a big cat and just go. Hi. Hello, kitty. <laughs> I this book made me want to pet a polar bear real real, real bad. He sounds soft. I, bears sound scary. Well, yeah. I mean, I call my dog a bear because he's giant and big well, fluffy white, but like my favorite scene is at the very end. I'm jumping ahead, but that's fine. <laughs> they, have, they have sex in his bear form. And when they're done, she's like, I'm cold. And she just climbs over him in bear form and he takes her back. She's like, I'm cold and I'm not walking. So transform back into a bear so that I can get on your back. (laughs) I was like, yeah. (laughs) This is so practical. Yes, it really is. It's wonderful. Also, I love that. We'll get to that scene. But I loved in that scene how like demanding she was because he turns back into a human and she's like, I didn't run into the woods to be fucked by a human. <laughs> Go back into your bear form. Which I really yeah, love. Yeah, she, she takes the scientific curiosity to, like, <laughs> new level. Yes, yes. She's um, kind of one of those scientists who's like, I don't care. Because she does say that at some point. She's like, do I care more about finding out what happened or about mm-hmm. telling other people that I found out what happened? Right. right. And, it yeah, she's kind of those you know, scientist, scientists, it's kind of like, uh, in Atlantis, uh, Milo, mm-hmm. it's kind I of like, I just, I want to go very far and looking for answers mm-hmm. and I don't really care about anything else. And I'll, I'll do the crazy stuff to, you know, yeah. she's the person who's going to go into a village in the middle of nowhere and go, you want me to try mushrooms? Yes. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll just fuck it. Yeah, she was, like, unfazed when they were like, no, everybody who's ever gone into those woods has not come back. And she was like, I'll be fine. <laughs> like, yeah, her only reaction is like, huh, I guess this is why I've never found any reason. I-, I guess this is why all the research that I found stops abruptly. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> all right, well, I'm going into the woods <laughs> by myself, so goodbye. <laughs> I love her. All right. I know. I do too. I really think she's like one of the best heroines we've read. So and I she wanted turns to turn off her need to pee at some point. Yeah, I like that magic. she's very like meticulous and like scientific about her use of the magic. Well, she'll be like controlling all of her bodily functions to make sure she doesn't have to like stop. She can go at a steady pace. She doesn't get too tired. And like I just it was it was kind of cool to see like magic used like that, you know? Yeah. I wanted to point out a uh, footnote that I thought was really funny at the end of one of these early chapters, uh, because basically what we learn is that 
um, Burn has like a real, he feels like he needs to protect her basically. And he doesn't want to kill her. He doesn't really want to kill anyone. And we basically find out that his sister, his younger sister um, was killed mysteriously in the woods and they don't know what happened to her. And there's a footnote after that explanation that says, I'd like to assure the reader that Burn has now been through therapy for the traumatic events that gave such desperation to his need to protect me. <laughs> I love that one. I love that, that therapy really exists in this fantasy world. <laughs> it's it's so funny. It no, really is. Bad. It really awesome. is. And and even like the, the the chapters have titles that are really funny. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of like on top of the illustrations yeah. as well because it, it feels the good illustrations to have are so cute. Yeah. Monster romances that don't have a cover that it's just like a human chest that has been like photoshopped into being blue or green you know <laughs> no this cover is so adorable i don't know who they i meant to look up who the cover artist was and i didn't because it's really really like a beautiful piece of art actually um, i really like it um and then oh i have a quote about the scenting thing because you know i don't love scenting in books but i thought this one was really like fun it kind of like flipped it on i mean it's a little bit. an animal shifter one like yes 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 but this is what i like happen. about it i'm gonna read this quote She'd become so habituated to the deep musk of the bear that she had to actively search for it, her amplified sense of smell allowing her to filter the bear's specific pheromones from the myriad of other animals in the area. At this point, his scent was like air or trees, expected. A week ago, though, Siren had spent the entire first night after scenting him without sleeping, clutching her knife and cursing herself for not bringing one of those explosive flintlock things. And I was just like... I I think this is a really like a funny reversal of the scenting thing where it's like yeah he can scent your arousal but I can scent you back bitch because <laughs> like, it's never like that in these books it's always yeah. just like the grumpy you know monster man is like I can scent your arousal you know and I I like yeah. the kind of reversal of that the the playing field is kind of like it's more level for sure yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um he also comments on the fact that she makes stops in her expedition every now and then to masturbate three times a day three times a day three times a day she stops to masturbate I mean, look, honey if i was able to have three orgasms <laughs> in a day i would probably do it too oh i've got it during each day she interrupted his worries at least three times with a specific form of torture she'd stopped to masturbate often enough to torture him mercilessly you are mad and she's thinking about like the man from the bar so she's masturbating three times a day over somebody's fully clothed form that she saw for five seconds no no but the thing is she does explain that she altered her memory with the magic so she has has a perfect identical replica Mm. in her in her head which i mean honestly look you're in the middle of nowhere you're being chased by a bear you release attention whichever way you want to i don't know if I mean, I guess so. I feel like if I was being actively stalked by a bear, I would worry that that would like tempt them to come closer. I don't. I don't know. It just seems like why it would, be... would it tempt a bear to come closer? I don't know. You're just laying on the ground with your pants down. I'm. Isn't she in a tent? <laughs> I don't think she stops three times a day and sets up her tent. She must just sit on the ground <laughs> and masturbate and then keep going. Hey, if it works, it works. I guess. I mean, luckily, this bear is also horny and also a man. He- <laughs> There's a, a chapter uh, title. They're really funny. 
this is a chapter in which our heroine is exceedingly angry at her own confusion, the people around her, and life in general. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, this... I, uh, let's see what comes in this I, chapter. I, I, I understand it. the feeling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I am also angry at myself, people around me, and life in general. <laughs> yeah, well, pretty much all the time, honestly. Um, um, so basically <laughs> what happens is he keeps following her, and she eventually gets too close, and he's like, I have to do something. I can't let her... If, if she crosses over into Sanctuary, there's nothing I'm going to be able to do to stop them killing her. So I need to do something now. But I <laughs> think I wrote down this quote. He didn't want to change back into a man because he said the last thing he needed was her waking up and staring at his cold, shriveled cock. Uh, <laughs> which I didn't think was funny. But so basically, he's in his bear form. And she starts trekking up this big hill about to kind of find Sanctuary. And he comes out in his bear form and is like, facing her and like walking towards her so that she's slowly backing away backing away backing away it kind of reminded me of that video of someone waving at a bear and the where the bear just going uh hello and waving back i don't think i've ever seen that that's funny (laughs) but it's it's kind of like if if you're from because she doesn't know that there are shifters right she just you see a polar bear just like and she has that moment polar bear but she has that moment of like, I know what you're supposed to do with brown bears. I know what you're supposed to do with black bears. I don't know what to do with a polar bear. Yeah. Could it be like a black bear that is like albino? <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, I would be thinking the same thing. To be like, oh, oh yeah. Just, why has no one told me what I'm supposed to do? I think it's because there's nothing you can do with a polar bear. They're like the most vicious of bears. Like <laughs> that kind of sucks, though. Like yeah, yeah, you can't. I do think anything you're dead. If you see one, and you're like, dead. if you have a gun, you're okay. But if you don't have a gun, I think you're dead. You have a gun, and you know how to aim. Yeah, and you know how to shoot a bear. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think polar. Bears that was are... very American, by the way. If you have a gun, you're fine. If you have a gun with you and you run into a polar bear. Shoot it! <laughs> no, because if you miss, you're going to anger it, and it's going to make it worse. Sh- shoot it with another bullet. You you can have more than one bullet on you. <laughs> have you ever shot at a moving target? I've never shot a gun. <laughs> I'm just saying. I've never I, shot a gun either. If but... I was in a place where polar bears were an option, I, I would de- I would learn to shoot a gun. <laughs> I is have this, run into is a this bear really form. the one argument? <laughs> <laughs> I would figure We're out just to do like it. debating about like would we survive a polar bear? Uh, probably um, not. No, but I have run into a bear before. Uh, so I live in Maine, a group in Maine, as you all probably know at this point. I went once. Uh, we have black bears in Maine, a lot of black bears, uh, which are the tamest of the bears. You can scare them away pretty easily, but um, they're honestly more like they're kind of like raccoons around here they're kind of like they will kill you but they're more like pests than anything but anyway so we we my dad and i went for a walk in the woods with our dog i was a teenager at the time and the dog kept pulling toward a specific tree we were like come on come on what's going on and so i turn around to see what he's looking at and there is a baby bear climbing a tree like 
Holy tiny little shit. baby bear. <laughs> yeah, the the mother is <laughs> not going right to be there somewhere. terrified of the mother. I, I turned to my dad and I said, Dad, there's a bear climbing a tree over there, baby bear. And he was like, are you serious? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and he didn't even bother to look. We just started running in the direction that we knew the road was. Because we were just, we weren't on a trail. We were just in the woods behind our house. Like, and we were like, we know the road is in this direction. So we're going to run. And we just ran until we hit the road. <laughs> And we were fine, but that's the only time I've ever seen a bear in the wild. Yeah. Uh, we were stalked by a bear once. Whoa. Um, it was fine. We were in, like, the Rocky Mountains. Um, oh, grizzly. I was, I was living in territory. The, yeah, I was living in, in British Columbia at the time, mm-hmm. and we went to the Rocky Mountains, and um, in case you wonder where the accent is from. <laughs> <laughs> it's Canada. Canada. Um <laughs> <clears throat> and uh and basically yeah we went in an area where we were warned like just be loud mm-hmm. as you're walking be loud be yeah don't don't be quiet don't make so yourself we as big mm-hmm. and I, I i think we glimpsed something in the woods around and we're like okay we're gonna start like being very loud oh, God. <laughs> then we walk back. but it was i, I don't even think because I, I don't think i think 99% of the group was like it's not funny. understanding the risk. No, it's really bad. So I went on a like two week uh, canoeing trip through the Adirondack Mountains when I was a freshman in college. And there was a bunch of other groups doing like different routes and, and doing like hiking stuff. And we heard, we, we did not run into a bear. You have to like, you have bear bags, you go like a mile away from your camp and you hang it in a tree. That's where you keep all your food so they don't come to your camp or whatever. But we heard from some of the hiking groups that they had like bear tins basically where they put all their food in a tin and then they put it out in the woods like a mile away and they would they would hear the bears like throwing their food <laughs> tins around at night that's fucking terrifying <laughs> it's so <Yeah>. scary <laughs> i'm sorry to cast as she's listening to the podcast, that we have like <laughs> such a strong tension on bears. Yeah, sorry, Cass. <laughs> but I feel like it, bears are t- fucking terrifying. If I thought a bear was stalking me in the woods, oh god, I would be so scared. I would be so scared. Well, especially since he's been stalking you for like weeks. At this point, you're like, yeah, yeah, he's he's interested. <laughs> yeah, he's he's following you specifically. Yes. So basically, what happens is back to the story. Um, he accidentally backs her into what is called like a, a tree well or a snow well. It's basically in the woods when it snows, there are certain trees that have like a lot older trees that have a lot of um, branches and stuff, particularly like pines and stuff where they don't lose their leaves in um, in the winter. And it creates just like this well where there's snow and then no snow by the trunk of the tree because there's um, the snow is not able to reach there because of the branches basically. So she falls into one of these uh, and hits her head pretty hard and, like, breaks an arm, dislocates a shoulder, uh, and it's, like, tricky to get out of those without getting buried in snow. So, what Byrne does is he kind of builds, like, a ramp um, where he, like, packs down the snow so that he can kind of go down real quick, grab her, and then take her out. But he has to, like, bite her to do that, so he bites her arm, pulls her out, and then, um... He transforms into a man real quick, ties her around his back really loosely, and then transforms back into a bear so he can take her to one of the the caves, basically. Smart. Yes. Yeah, it is. It is. It is smart. Um, 
and this is basically like he's like all right uh, there's nothing else i can do i'm gonna have to get like a healer from my village and we're gonna have to figure out how to keep her alive so yeah so they go they get somebody from the council at the sanctuary and somebody else who's a healer and they bring uh bring him over to where she is in a tent uh not in a tent sorry in a cave um and they're like all right you can come to sanctuary but we're gonna have to decide what to do with you yeah. Uh, and she's like, I, I haven't done anything wrong. I have no idea what you're talking about. You didn't yeah, because have at science. this point as well, she doesn't have her memory for the past two weeks. She right. thinks she just left. Yes, the, because the, the hit on her head, right, gives her a temporary... She needs her vision. magic... <clears throat> sorry, she needs her magic to get her memory back. Right, and she doesn't have enough stored up. She needs to consume some Lunella in order to heal herself. For the, So for the time being, she kind of is like, well... I, you just gotta live the way it is. She doesn't remember the bear. She doesn't remember seeing the guy in the tavern. Uh, she thinks she left, like, yeah, literally the day before. Like, so she's a little confused. Um, and I did... <laughs> she takes it very well, though. She's kind of like... Yes. Mm. She's arguing, because she's like, I haven't, like, I didn't break, <laughs> I didn't break any laws. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they're like, yeah, we have different laws. She's like, but I didn't know about them. They're like, we yeah, don't exactly. Care. She's like, I don't even, I, I didn't even know, like, you didn't have any signs to say there was, was no like... trespassing signs anywhere, right? Exactly, yeah. Uh, but they're like, yeah, we don't, we don't really care. You're it's Burns' fault us. at this point. Mm-hmm. He could have just like very discreetly told her, like, you can't, there's a secret, just leave, and no one would have found out because she probably wouldn't have said that to anyone. I doubt she would have given up though, she wouldn't have given up. Yeah, probably. I don't think but, so. Yeah. But anyway, I like, so- I like how she reacts to the whole thing because I'm like, I would not have been anywhere near as cool with it as she no. was. I would have tried to escape several times. Yeah, totally. Yeah, they're basically like, we need, we're gonna figure out if we want to kill you or not. Yeah, they're very, they're, they're very straightforward. They're not, they're not the straightforward right away, but like yeah. very quickly, it seems to be kind of like. You're going to be punished for this, to which this is like, incredibly Ooh. serious. Like you don't understand. Yeah, exactly. So she's arguing. She's like, "Just give me some Lunella. I'll heal myself. I'll be on my way." Like I, I didn't know about your society. I won't tell you. Want to stay secret? Fine. I won't tell you. I won't tell anyone about your society or whatever, whatever. Which is obviously not the point. Uh, the point is that they they are protecting the very thing that she is out there looking for. So it's yeah. always going to be a problem, regardless. But so I thought this part was really funny. He is like, you're not going to walk all the way back to Sanctuary. I'm going to carry you. But how he carries her is he he creates an adult-sized baby carrier. <laughs> like, you know, like the... the um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like a, whatever, a strap thing where you, the baby's in front facing you. And it's like... Yeah, people put their front. cats in those as well. Yeah, he he builds an adult size one, and he's essentially just like, it works for my niece, my nieces, <laughs> so I assume it'll work for you. <laughs> but then he has that internal monologue of like, yes, this is just like my nieces, except for the one thing is that I have a raging heart. <laughs> I am totally turned on right now. She is <laughs> pressed up against my front. I'm very happy that he makes that distinction. In his yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, there is, so she basically falls asleep. And he's, like, the whole time just trying to control himself because he's like, I don't want these other women that are with me to know I have a raging erection. And I'm, like, <laughs> blushing. And, like, 
<laughs> I have this. Okay, let me get this quote. Bernie felt something cold on his chest and chuckled when he spotted the source. (laughs) Siren was drooling in her sleep. There was something so achingly vulnerable about it, so intimate, he couldn't help brushing her hair off her face just so she could touch her soft skin. And I just read after that, this feels so much like a, it's just such a cozy fantasy to me, even though they're like, we might kill you. It just is like, you go into an adventure into the north and you get mm -hmm. rescued by someone super handsome and you find like a secret yeah city it's kind of cool it's cool and and you also you always get like in other books you have like oh my god she's adorable and she's doing something and the character is doing something like yeah right normal normal (laughs) but in this case you know and not that like drooling is not normal but it's just like it is cute but a lot of people would just go like uh drooling yeah um, and I like that he's like, oh, that's cute. I mean, to be fair, if he's scary, his nieces on him. He's been ruled on before. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he definitely has. But I like it really felt to me like it felt like a mixture of an Ashley Bennett book with like Legends and Lattes, uh, which I haven't I read, read yet, Lattes, but it's but very I, much I, like a, a fantasy yeah. vibe. Yeah, exactly. It's like. It's got that Ashley uh, Bennett, like, very, like, yeah. sweet and unproblematic, but but in a nice, like, fun, cozy fantasy world, which is very cool. Absolutely. I, I feel like if you've liked Ashley Bennett's book and that you like something with sex and you like something with monsters, mm-hmm. um, but you also, you like this cozy kind of, like, funny, feel-good feeling. Yes. That's, mm-hmm. It works exactly, just exactly Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I had this other quote because I really enjoyed the, uh, like, internal monologue that he had as he was carrying her to Sanctuary. Uh, And I really like this quote. She would sigh sigh contentedly, and he would immediately wonder how he could make her replicate that sound. She'd moan and stretch, likely from pain or a nightmare, and it made him want to coax those sounds from her in pleasure, stretched out across his bed, smacking Drew his attention to pert lips, he could imagine smiling around his cock, and a yawn made him think of what it would be like to have her nodding off because he'd left her exhausted in the most delicious way. And I just wrote, now we're talking. He's the only one who's completely unworried about the whole situation, because like, yeah. the people that are traveling with him are like, are we going to have to murder this person? Like, how do we keep mm-hmm. this massive secret? She's there like, I want to find my research. They want to kill me. How do I get out of this? And he's just here like, Oh, she's drooling. I want to fuck her. <laughs> oh, I want to fuck her real bad. <laughs> Which is good. He has like golden retriever energy. He does. I really like Bern. I thought he was he was really fun. He was he was a very good match for her. I think. Yeah, um, he wasn't like annoyingly like possessive no. or masculine or kind of like she's weak. I'm gonna fuck her senseless and like yeah. she's gonna carry my babies. He's just like I've been alone for a very long time and. I, I think like she's person. the one. Right. Yeah. And can I can I he's basically like, I found this human in the woods. Can I keep can her? Can I keep her, please? <laughs> and he's like, it does happen, you know, like we are allowed to go find our mates outside of the community. Like, come on. <laughs> but he does come up with an idea because he's like, I know what I can do if it's the last resort. And at that point I was like forced marriage. Cause I like a good forced marriage trope. Like that's, that's a fun yeah. trope sometimes, you know, which it kind of, it kind of ended up being like that. 
it's it's nice because it allows you to have the the whole like they're gonna have sex that how do i say it It allows you to play into the attraction of the characters without having them admit to wanting to be with each other right away so Mm -hmm. basically you put them together without actually getting them together right away right right and and that's why the tension is always so great in, mm-hmm. in those like forced marriages things like it reminds me of like in King of Battle and Blood by Scarlett Sinclair. Yeah, where, like, they're yeah, clearly yeah. attracted to each other, but if there wasn't a marriage, they would probably like resist right. their feelings. Right. But now that they're married, it's kind of like, oh no, we might as well because we're married. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and that is kind of how Siren views it too. Later on, she's like, I guess I'm kind of stuck with you, so let's fuck. <laughs> Like, yeah, she does because because basically he says that when he bit her to rescue her, um, that's considered to be a mating mark. Yeah, and so essentially now that what... she's his mate, they can't kill her because they they right. do come into the room because they there's a whole decision thing, and they come into the room going like, unfortunately, well. <laughs> yes exactly and then he's like fuck I guess I have to tell her about the mating bite because what happens is and I didn't really pick up that pick on this when it came up but um he bites her and then he licks the wound as a bear he bites her as a bear and licks the wound as a bear it's not it would be much weirder if he was human at that point but um, (laughs) essentially the act of doing that is like a mating thing like the cleaning of it is part of it but it doesn't create, like, because sometimes when you have the mating bonds in those books, it creates, like, a need to be together. They cannot mm-hmm. resist it. In this case, it's just, it feels more like a symbolic thing. Yeah, it's more it like... it gives her a status right. towards the, the people in this secret community. Yes, it's more like uh, putting a wedding ring on her finger. Yeah, exactly. Like, she can, she doesn't have, like, she, when she wants to have sex with him, she wants to have sex with him because she mm-hmm. wants to, and not because of the mating Yes, it has no actual effect on her, except that, and I thought I did think this was interesting, the mating bark is super sensitive, so if he touches it, or, like, kisses it, licks it, whatever, it, like, it gives her a lot of pleasure, and it's, like, on her forearm, which I thought was, I was like, oh, that's an interesting, like, it's kind of a fun Don't grab her when you're at the supermarket. (laughs) Yeah, that's gonna be trouble. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, and basically, they just kind of go all right well you're gonna stay here for that's that's the one thing where i wasn't entirely sure what happens because they're like you're gonna stay here for for a minimum of three years you're not allowed to leave and you're gonna have to go through courses basically to 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 understand what this community is does that mean that after three years she's allowed to like i think so yeah she's but then how do they make sure that she's not gonna go to the citadel and be like well here's the thing for three years Throughout the whole book, there is hinted at that things have, at the time when the book is being written, when she's, like, writing these as her memoir, things in the world have changed completely. Mm -hmm. We don't find out why. Presumably, we'll find out later in the series or whatever. But there is, like, basically, it's alluded to that at the time she's writing this book, uh, it's it's much more open. Like, the world knows about them. They come and go freely. Like, it's, it's, but we don't know why that happens. Um, at the time it's not like there was one quote in here because basically he takes her to his house which is a it's kind of outside of the town but it's like a cute little cabin that he he built essentially to be like if i ever have a family but like it's not finished he's only finished enough for like him like he has a second it's like floor, one it's big finished. room he right, doesn't exactly. really have different rooms so right far. he figured like if i ever have kids or whatever i'll i'll finish that up 
or whatever but it's a cute it's a nice little like cute cabin and she gets to have a little nap she takes a bath blah 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 and then she masturbates as well in the bath she mad oh that's right she masturbates in the bath to which i was again like i i'm all for it Uh but you've just been told that people right now are deciding whether or not they're gonna execute you (laughs) yes and you're here like i'm gonna jerk off yeah although i guess i mean like if you're like i might die i might as well get another orgasm in maybe dress up and and try to escape maybe (laughs) yeah i mean she definitely thinks about it at one point but then he talks to her and he's like look there's not whatever happens i'll find a way to yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna help you but he basically explains a little bit so he doesn't tell her that he's a shifter and he doesn't tell her what they're protecting because he can't really do that yet unless they until they make that decision um she does make fun of herself in the footnotes at some point because like at this point we've understood that we know mm -hmm. because we have this pov we know that he's a shifter and she hasn't figured that out yet and she has theories Mm-hmm. And she does say, like, in hindsight, yes. knowing what I know now, I was <laughs> I was being a little bit, like, nearsighted yes. about it. But I am very proud of, like, the... Basically, what she thinks is that he uses his magic to change his scent. Well, she thinks he has a pet bear, right? No, no, first, point... first, first she thinks maybe he modifies his scent so that people smell a bear and so that he can mm. be in nature more easily. Yeah. Which she's like, oh, that's actually really cool. I, I wonder if I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, priorities, honey. You might die. <laughs> um, and then he tells her, yeah, I have a pet there. Which, yeah. And then eventually he tells her the truth. Yeah. After 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 the council where he's like, we're mated so you can't kill her because that's against the law. And they're like, all right, I guess we can't kill her. It's against the they law. They kind of <laughs> leave the same way people I've seen. I've seen people do that in like. Uh, in meetings like Mm -hmm. I used to work in policy and at this you know you know that no one wants to be there (laughs) the moment that it's resolved (laughs) is kind of like the shuffle of paper and everyone Uh just which is kind of like they were contemplating yeah they had decided to kill this woman and then they just go okay we don't have to buy well okay so here's my thing (laughs) there's a whole council and they're basically like okay so there's 50% say she should be allowed to stay, 50% say we should kill her. And so the tie goes yeah, down yeah, to the head of the council named Gunny. Not a I think, fan of who is not a fan. She's one of the ones who went to like get her in the woods and was like, we'll decide when you come back. She's like the head of the council. So she gets to make the tiebreaker. So, but then Siren has to live the rest of her life in that place, knowing that 50% of the council plus the council leader want her dead. (laughs) Well, okay. They didn't want her dead. I think, I think it's, I think you can put yourself in the position of like, if you have to defend the, the secrecy of an entire group of people living there. And um, I think it's okay if we reveal that plot point. Reveal whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, the goddess. The lady. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. The lady. Um, is it okay that we reveal this plot point? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're revealing the whole book, so. Um, she's basically, she's real and she's sleeping in the mountain. And, they, and that's where the magic algae secret. comes from. She basically created the world. The mythology sleeping, is really, yes. She's sleeping in, in the water in, mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a lake inside the mountain, if I understand yes, correctly. Yes, under the mountain. And that's yep. how it's affecting the algae. 
Yeah, the mythology around that was really interesting. Basically, um, after she's been out alive, uh, he explains everything to her and basically says, you know, the lady was really young. She saw another world and decided, I'm going to make a world. And essentially created this world. And... um, doesn't work out too well. It doesn't work out. She had to, like, completely destroy and recreate, like, three times. And then she realizes, like, she get, she kind of gets bored and realizes that, like, everything on this world exists for my entertainment. And I haven't made them uh, in a way, I haven't created things in a way that will allow these people to just kind of live and thrive on their own. So she goes away for, like, a hundred years, I think, to, like, look at other worlds and get ideas. And when she comes back, like it's basically gone like there's there's not many people left or whatever yeah but she recreates it and keeps working and working and working until she finally gets the world that they're in that's like self-sustaining she created her neopets and forgot yes walking back in <laughs> yes exactly uh my neopets account still exists i logged in not long ago <laughs> just to see what was going on um and then, so basically, she's like, uh, now I'm tired. I'm going to go to sleep under this, in this lake, under this mountain. And I'm going to create, you know, you people in sanctuary are going to guard guard me, basically. So they live in a bubble that's, like, So in that sense, you could understand, like, killing one person yeah. versus the entire system. Right. And certainly... If you don't you have know, any other option, like, right. yeah, you, you could be flippant about it, but... Yeah, and then... And, and, and the way that they move on so quickly afterwards does tell you that even the ones who voted for her death probably weren't that into doing it anyways. They just figured like, it was okay. a necessary able. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they do mention that, like, they're... The majority of people who have, like, wandered up to try and find them are, like, soldiers who are looking to, like, colonize. So, you know, their their deaths are kind of justified. But, yeah, so the lady sleeps in the water under the mountain, and the algae is, like absorbing her magic and then flowing out down the river and that's how uh the magic is and they're there they live in like kind of a bubble it's not really a visible bubble but it's like temperature controlled basically like it has seasons but they're much more like mild and they don't have to worry so much about winter and stuff like that uh and it's also protected against anybody who would want to do them harm like anybody who wants to do the lady harm or or whatever like cannot enter um, which just then makes like the scouting and killing seem a little super what's the word I'm looking for? Superfluous. Superfluous. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because it's like, well, they can't get in anyway. Yeah, but I, I yeah, you wouldn't want to risk it, right? No. But, um, okay, so essentially he her, she has a decision. She basically is like, well, I guess like this is kind of where I want to be anyway, because this is where my research was taking me. And I was prepared to settle somewhere if I found something interesting. Um, but she has to kind of She make doesn't a feel like she belongs where she comes from anyway. She doesn't right. really have family left. She mm-hmm. has distant family. She doesn't really have a partner. She she can't do the research that she wants to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So she's sort of like, like... This is basically... This was my plan. She does say it at the beginning. She's like, if I found somewhere... Yeah. Nice. I could settle there and then invite other people to join me. Mm-hmm. The only thing for her really is that uh, she won't be able to share her research with other people. Like she won't be able to go back and be like, ah, I told you I found it. Uh, which, sure, that's understandable. Like, of course, you'd want to do that. But she gets over it. 
Yeah, um, she's like, maybe it's more important for me to find out what was going on rather than the need to share it, to yep. show it to people. M- yeah. Maybe maybe it's more important that I have that peace of mind for myself rather than right. m- maybe it's more of an ego thing to need to prove people that I was right. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she decides in the end, obviously, because she doesn't really have that much of a choice, that like it's okay for her to be able to find out and then just not share it you know um and then this guy who who she likes is uh is a bonus um so she gets her memory back she does eventually get some lunola um regains her memory realizes he's the guy from the tavern uh and then we get that we do get that funny scene where he gets naked and she's like don't get naked (laughs) and he just doesn't (laughs) want to ruin his pants um but i do have this one quote which i really liked it's somewhere in there i don't really know but Siren didn't have anything close to a type. She had been attracted to too many people to narrow down her likes to one set of preferences. But if she had, this man would be it. He was gorgeous, to be sure. But more than that, he seemed so fully himself and nothing else. And that was the sexiest thing she had seen in a long time, perhaps ever. And I was like, this, this, we've talked about this before. That is what is attractive about somebody. Yeah. <clears throat> that, ugh, that confidence that that he's absolutely himself and there's no abs- yep mm-hmm. artifice or anything mm-hmm. yeah it's it's but great you what you get and that's great mm-hmm. yep and then uh, they finally have sex yes finally oh i liked this quote she bit her lip yes this was a fellow who would be able to manhandle a solid girl like herself and she would not mind one bit <laughs> uh. I have a few as well because, I mean, look, I <laughs> I enjoy the book. I have two things that I think I'm like, no. Okay. And I know Cass has listened to the podcast before, so she'll know. <laughs> the nodding. Oh, yeah. It's at the very end. The nodding is at Straight the very end. <laughs> Straight to jail. I didn't like it. I thought it was fine. <laughs> I thought it was fine. But we do have we do have a runner. We do. Honestly, I kind of liked it in this particular. Yeah, sense. it does. It, it it is kind of. There's no threat really. She's just kind of like chase me. Yeah, it's like very much <laughs> like a predetermined thing where she's like, yeah, you know, they've talked about it. This is a thing, and he is like, uh, I'm sure I don't. I'm not at that point yet. But she's ba- he's basically like, hey, um, I'm gonna give you two minutes head start and then i'm gonna come after you and she's like out the door uh and i i liked it in this sense it was great um can you imagine like if he if he had neighbors just like (laughs) yes see her running out like looking very happy and then five minutes later you have the bear it's like (laughs) yeah it's the fifth time this week yes Well, he does say at one point, because I think the first time they have sex, she, like, jams her fist in her mouth to keep from, like, yelling out. And he's like, oh, no, you don't have to worry about that. (laughs) I don't have neighbors, and this house is sturdy. (laughs) Um, He also purrs in his human form. Yes, what I did think was funny. (laughs) Which, I mean, we'll we'll see in a minute, but, like, it is part of the bingo. It is. <laughs> it is. I like, um, let me, I got a couple of quotes yeah. here. Let's see. 
She bucked against, this is from the first sex scene. There's two sex scenes. Yeah. One is in the regular and then the other one's in the epilogue. But yeah. uh, she bucked against, uh, she bucked against his fingers. Oh no, this is her masturbating. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on. I mean, as an explanation, yeah, it's a bit harder for us to have uh, our highlights and our notes this time, because since this is an ARC, we couldn't... Yeah, the formatting's a little weird. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. It, it was it was harder for us to take notes, but not that that didn't... Yes. Not that that stopped us from doing this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there were a couple of, like, sexual things. Okay, so this is from when she was, like, masturbating in the tub, but... um. She bucked against her fingers as she toyed with her clit, overcome with wanting. This was the strongest arousal she'd had in a long time, and she hadn't even used any lunula to augment it. And I was just laughing because uh, I was like, this is like using weed to augment your orgasm. Yeah. If you live in a place where (laughs) weed is legal and you have never had sex high, give it a try. (laughs) It's great. That's just a PSA. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything because it's technically not legal. It's where not I am. legal where you are, but I know you. Agree. No, no, actually, no, no. Actually, you're allowed to have um, three grams it's... on a, on your person for personal consumption. Yeah, it's decriminalized. It's not. You're just legal. not allowed to buy it. And you're not sell allowed it. to sell it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you have it. But... Yeah. <laughs> Fucking stupid, but whatever. It is um, fucking stupid. You're also allowed to grow your own weed here. Okay. Uh, as long as it's not like, you know, an industrial amount, but you're allowed to have a weed plant. Right. right. You're allowed to as grow you can, your own weed. As you can tell by my research, <laughs> I have smoked weed before. Yes, we are both little a little bit of stoners. FYI <laughs> to the listeners. But well, weed actually, is like, fully Rob... recreationally where I Oh, am, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, my my boyfriend was initially saying, um, like that I because I was like, oh, I was gonna get high tonight, but I have the podcast, and he was like, just get high for the podcast. I honestly feel like that would be like... it would be fun, but it would not make a good podcast. <laughs> well, you you talked to me while I was high. I, it's impossible yes. to have a conversation. <laughs> yes, I am a little more coherent <laughs> than you are. But uh, I still would not. I think I make sense, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now, Claire. You do not. (laughs) Oh God. Anyways, (laughs) Uh, you just know when I'm high because I message you about some incredibly stupid idea I just had, and I'm like, "Wouldn't this be great business idea?" (laughs) I have a lot of ideas when I'm high. Uh, Okay. Whereas I just go, "What if I was a food?" What would I be? No, you just go, Christine. Do you do you think I'm like a lizard or am I your friend? <laughs> like I, I don't know that one. No, why those are my two options. <laughs> that was really really funny. <laughs> uh, my boyfriend says that I usually get the most elaborate ideas, but also the dumbest ideas. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I had they're the, very dumb, but they're very elaborate. 
I had the idea for my Instagram account, Goodreads Reviews, while I was high. I had the idea for this podcast while I was high. I don't, like, my best ideas come to mind. But you do have to sift through them, because they're not always best ideas. <laughs> I The other day, I just wrote in my notes app, the Bridgerton boys. <laughs> Why? That's really funny. I have no rec- I know I was watching Bridgerton, but I have no recollection as to like what that idea was. No. <laughs> Anyways, uh... back to the story. There's another. Here's an. Here's another sexual one. Uh, Goosebumps covered her body, and she felt her breasts tighten to almost painful attention. I will shout it from the mountaintops. This is not a real thing. It's not. It's not a real thing. Your breasts don't tighten in anticipation. Maybe some people have very sensitive boobs. I don't know. I believe that people have very sensitive nipples. I I get that. Okay. But with no <laughs> stimulation, with no stimulation, just the thoughts in your brain, your breasts tighten. My breasts don't tighten. I wish they would tighten. They would, <laughs> they'd be perkier. Look, I have a hang up on knots. You have a hang up on the boobs. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um but at some point she kind of goes like i've had sex with him as a human i have i i am aware of how his dick is Mm -hmm. when he turns into a bear he's gonna fuck (laughs) she takes scientific curiosity she really does to like i love she's like you know what i i want to know what this is it's like Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're turning into a bear and you're fucking me as a bear (laughs) man this is bestiality i gotta know Okay, wait, I have a quote. This is the quote I was talking about with the with the legs. I want to read it because it's good. Yeah. What are you doing? She squealed from behind her hands. Oh, fuck me, he cursed. I promise it's... I'm just trying to show you my bear. Lady, help me. I swear this isn't... I just don't have a lot of pants I can afford to ruin. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it. Uh, but yeah, he turns into a bear and he, he just like... You know what that's head on her though? lap. What? That gave me Jacob showing his wolf form to Charlie in Breaking Dawn. I don't remember that. I'll he, be honest. Jacob is like, if if Charlie Charlie can't find out, so he knows everyone is going to leave. So he says, I'm going to turn in front of him, so he's going to know my secret. And that way he'll know something is going on and y'all don't have to leave. And so he basically goes to Charlie and, and he says, like, I'm going to tell you what's going on with your daughter. Well, like, zipping his pants and Charlie just goes what the fuck are you doing what are you doing and then he turns into a wolf but all right I don't remember that part where she he puts her his head on his furry head on her knees was really was was cute yes but also again I wonder is this is this technically bestiality no he's a shifter he understands, it's not like he turns into fully a bear. Like, yes, his body turns into a bear, but he can still hear her. He understands what she's saying. He has human thoughts. And like, yeah, as long as that is there, it's not <laughs> But I did want to pet that polar bear because he just like puts his polar bear head on her lap. And I'm just, I, I want to pet him. Hey, he purrs. He has like fur. And he turns into a hot dude. Yes. Yes. I have a question for you. Do you find men's butts attractive? That's a good question. I don't know that I find them attractive. I know that I like to grab 
<laughs> my boyfriend's butt. <laughs> I mean, well, yes, grabbing butts is fun. But I just like, okay, so here's a quote. He had a plump round ass that called to her to bite it. And like, we've seen that in several different books where it's like, ooh, his ass. And I've just never been attracted specifically to a man's N- butt. No, no, not in, a, uh, not in a sexual attraction kind of way. Like, I'll see a butt yes. and I'll want to squeeze it. Yeah. Sure. But it's more like, um, I, I, it's a compulsive. <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah. I mean, when you're in a relationship, one of the most fun things is just slap your partner's ass as you're walking by. Like, give it a little squeeze. That's, all, that, that's always very fun. I did that once when we were like, I don't know which city we were in, <clears throat> but we were on holiday. Mm-hmm. And I have this tendency to kind of like slap his ass. But <laughs> I forgot that we were in public. <laughs> so I kind of like give it a slap and apparently because he saw it I didn't see it there was a, a girl who was a, an adult woman who was walking past us who kind of just stopped and made like a big face of like what the <laughs> I would laugh so hard I've done it in public before <laughs> slapped his ass in public uh I would have laughed I would have been like that's that's wonderful I love it <laughs> <laughs> that's really great that's just like you know exchange it gender roles because it's usually women get slapped on the butt true i here's the thing too like my husband doesn't have an ass like it's just flat (laughs) back there but i still will slap it (laughs) i don't care i I once was like um i had to be on morphine for an injury and apparently like (laughs) the one thing that i insisted on (laughs) constantly is that i was like can i squeeze your butt (laughs) (laughs) and i would just kind of like get very agitated until he let me like squeeze his butt and then i would just be like yes if you (laughs) say good (laughs) night if you in your old age have alzheimer's or dementia you are going to be the horny old person in in the nursing home (laughs) like (laughs) flirting with all the nurses and grabbing their butts (laughs) probably (laughs) oh that would be so funny look if my if i if my if how my grandmother turned out is any indication (laughs) (laughs) she is incredibly like she makes comments all the time she'll she'll have someone come and clean the house or a worker or anything and she'll just go like oh you're so handsome (laughs) (laughs) i love a horny old lady that's so funny (laughs) (laughs) uh okay so anyway so i have a couple of quotes here they're talking about like i don't know just just all their stuff but my note i wrote on this quote (laughs) i know that was really vague. that was that was very very incredibly vague uh i just wrote this is polar bear outlander after this so here's the quote I was torn because I've always wanted Barnes, but I just couldn't see how I was going to leave and integrate into society enough to meet someone. How was I going to determine if they if they'd fit? If I could trust them? You're you're like a gift. Like I said, Wait, did you mean Barnes? Barnes. Yeah, I don't know. I probably yeah, didn't say right. <laughs> you said Barn. <laughs> Barnes. Like I said, I'll not ask for anything, but you're more than I ever considered hoping for, and I would be lying if I said I didn't hope you could come to want me back in time. It just felt very, like, outlander. Like, it's a forced marriage, and he's like, I actually really want you. Um, I didn't He does have Jamie vibes. Yeah, it's like Jamie vibes. 
again, not saying like this is Jamie, but like no. the, the trope of the kind of like mm-hmm. rugged man who's also who also has like golden retriever energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what we have with Baron. Yeah, absolutely. He's a consent Bernie. king. He's like, there's like no question. It is so obvious that she wants to fuck him. And he's still like, I'm not going to touch you unless you really want me to. Like, big Yeah, because you'll have a lot of monster books where the guy's like, I cannot resist. I need to. And I cannot resist it. And in his case, he's kind of like, I really want to. I want to. But that's it. But he I would never disrespect you. Yeah. Yes. He kind of yes. doesn't. He doesn't use the excuse of like, I cannot help myself. Right. No, I, I that's, loved it. That's something, that's something that is very similar to Muscles and Monsters as well, where you mm-hmm. have a very outspoken female main character yep. who is kind of like, I want to do this. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's and I, I really like, <laughs> yes, I really like their like kind of banter because she's like, I'm here. Like, I'm, I want you and I'm ready to, to like explore what you've got going on. And he's like, yeah. I'm here she's for your exploring. Oh, absolutely. And I thought this was like, because it is a short timeline, but it it worked. Like, I, I did not feel like, oh, these two are moving too fast. It didn't feel like insta-love. It, it's kind of like she gets used to the circumstances she's in. Yeah. She's yeah. like, look, she's very adaptive. I, I wasn't happy where I was before. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have family. I wanted to do my research. This village, this place is like kind of magical yeah yeah i can figure out my research this there's this man that i'm really attracted to mm-hmm. yep like what's the other other than the fact that people back home are gonna think you dead or disappeared or mm-hmm. they're you know gonna think you just went off somewhere well they <clears throat> would assume that she's dead anyway right because the lord of the citadel was like you're you know you're gonna eat kicked out if you go and she clearly went so yeah, I'll just like um, I think it he's would take dead. them a little bit longer to figure out that she had gone there specifically. Yeah, 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 yeah. sure. But 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 yeah. Other than the fact that, and then after a few years, she's going to be able to to move around and stuff. Mm-hmm. So other than the fact that potentially at some point she and Baron, like she could, you know, the relationship could not work out. There could be like, yeah. no, I'm not into you. That's that's like the worst case scenario, right? Otherwise, I would be like, yeah. I mean, maybe good. maybe. I, I personally would want to have my own cabin before we just, like, immediately move in together. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe build me a little something. But they kind but, of have um, to keep it up after that, though. Because they're like, we, we're mated. And he makes it seem like he did it on purpose to the council. Like, he, it was a mistake. He didn't do it he on did purpose. He did technically, he does admit that he did it sort of on purpose in case that in was In case needed. this was a situation. Right, exactly. But he wasn't going to use that. Like, he, if she had been able right. to leave without any issue he would not have told her exactly it was his truly last last ditch effort right exactly um i have another question that came up during the sex okay uh i've i've never checked if i have uneven labia i didn't know that was a thing i should be looking out for i think it is it is a thing in the sense that like your your private parts sorry for using the word i don't have <laughs> your, your labia, vagina <laughs> your labia your vagina whichever term you want mm-hmm. um are going to be different like there's no standard and there's a lot of pressure to in women and th- that's kind of alluded to right mm-hmm. in, in our society there's pressure there's some women that do surgery to make their labia yeah. look better 
And she says herself that she thought about it to, mm-hmm. to change it with her magic, but she never really did it. Um, but yeah, like vaginas are going to look really different from each other. Yeah, I just, it is. So here's the quote where this came from. Burn lavished attention on the lip that had always been longer, sucking and toying with it inside his mouth, transferring, uh, transforming something she'd always been self-conscious about into a feature. And I, I think that's great, first of all, like, wonderful. But also, I guess I never even thought to think about the length of my labia. I think it's easier to notice if you go full Brazilian. Which, spoiler alert, I, I normally do. <laughs> I've I've done that once <laughs> and spent the entire evening walking around naked and telling my boyfriend this looks horrible. <laughs> this is what? I was like I look like a fucking kid. This is horrifying. I was like this does not look good without the hair on it. <laughs> I am never doing that again. Oh my god, that's funny. Uh, I did not understand. Like, that was the point where I really could not understand. Because, like, if you have a preference for, like, shave your legs or, like, shave the sides, fine, whatever. I don't give a shit. Like, the fact that men don't have to do it is kind of bullshit, but whatever. Yeah. But once I saw my the the, the Brazilian walks, I was like, who wants this? I I just kind of like it. Like, it's not a... No, no, but... If men have a preference for sure, women, yeah, yeah, change, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. do you like kids? Like, what the fuck? Right. Sure. <laughs> I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. No, I. for the record, my husband has nothing to do with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I say stuff sometimes. <laughs> I do what I want. Like, usually I, I like to be fully shaped, but like. If I don't, then I'm also just, it's because I'm lazy and, if it's and a then preference. I just don't do it and I don't really care. Like, I just, it's whatever. If it's a preference, I I, I personally don't judge. I, I have an issue with the fact that it's like almost mandatory for some people. I think, I think pubic hair is coming back a little bit. I think it's yeah, coming back into fashion. Because Gen Z's don't give a fuck. Good. I like that generation. <laughs> They're really Me don't too. give a shit. <laughs> uh but anyway yeah i guess some people have uneven late i might have uneven labia and i don't know it i've never thought about it it doesn't you know it's one of those things (laughs) where it's just like what are you gonna do about it yeah exactly even while during sex who's gonna be like staring at it I burn like they're going to be interacting no they're going to be interacting with it they're going to be licking it they're going to be but do you have are you going to have someone who's going to stand like couple inches from your vagina and just stare at it i mean that's what burn does in this scene for like a while (laughs) yeah but it's not because he's staring at the labia and thinking like no no not for that reason but he 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 likes looking at her naked because he likes to see her turned on yeah and she i really like the part i didn't write this down i don't know why but there is a part where she he's like just looking at her right she's like totally naked he's just looking at her vagina she's a bit unnerved by it and she's unnerved by it she's like hey um you can just dive right in or like i'm I'm ready if you want to fuck and he's like i'm i'm looking because i want to like i want to see you and it's like a very which i understand like i imagine if i was in that situation i would feel very uncomfortable even with somebody i am like very comfortable with because you're just you're not used to that kind of like 
oh, you're just looking at me because you like to look at me. Like, you like yeah. what you see. Like, it's just, it's uncomfortable, I feel like. Because uh, we're not used to it. Well, I'm only going to speak for myself. I'm not used to it. I, I had someone do that to me once. Really? Yeah. He Did you like, like it? Um, I don't remember. I don't think I cared much either way. I, mm. It was at a point where I didn't, I, I stopped being self-conscious about my naked body a very long time ago. Good. Good for you. Man. You know, That's I was awesome. at that stage where like, he's, he's, he's seen me naked the entire time. Mm-hmm. If he had a problem with it, yeah. he would have left. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like I'm. I feel that way in my relationship a lot where I'm like, I start to get a little self-conscious and then I'm like, he knows, he knows exactly what, he knows what I look like. It's at that point where like, if you're with someone, if you've been with someone for like 20 minutes or five years and they have an issue with the way that you look naked. Yeah. That's a problem. problem, Not yours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're the ones like... As 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 evidenced by the story, someone might think that your labia mm-hmm. looks weird, and someone else is going to be like, "Dude, this is fantastic." Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. So one more thing in this sex scene, I wanted to quote: "Burn licked up each side of the hood of her clit, avoiding the sensitive top. He circled down and around, flicking his tongue along the underside. Love a man who understands how the clit works." <laughs> Did you catch, so that's the only thing I have left to say about that sex scene, but after that, like, the next day, he basically shows her around town, and she's, like, asking everybody questions and, and all this kind of stuff, and she she talks to, like, uh, a, a fish, like, shifter, essentially, and this is a quote, Siren nudged him with her shoulder and scoffed, he's much too young, now if there's a fish daddy around here, she teased, raising her eyebrows and pretending to look around, Fish Daddy! <laughs> we got a new one. Fish Daddy. <laughs> I like the idea that they would be having threesomes. Yes, I do think that is pretty fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah and, and then, then they, they fuck in his bare form. and it's, Yeah, during the episode. He has a knot. He has a knot. Because <laughs> basically, like, it just ends kind of abruptly. Like, she is kind of teaching him how to control his boners with using Lanilla, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, and then it just kind of ends. And then it's two months later in the epilogue. And he just came back from a uh, patrol. He was gone for like a week or something. And she's having a sex dream about him, essentially. And she wakes up to him behind her basically like being like i knew you were having a sex dream so here's what we're doing (laughs) that it was it was a fun sex scene she he makes her come and then he basically tells her to run and she does and and then he catches her makes her come again and is like i'm gonna make you come a third time before i fuck (laughs) uh does that and then, yeah, fucks her as a bear. And I, I liked her, like, I didn't come into the woods, basically, for you to fuck me as a man, so go back to being a bear. <laughs> and he does. And yeah, it was, uh, and then she rides him back to the house. That was fun. It was fun. That was fun. It was a fun book. There's not a lot of spice. I thought the two sex scenes were fun, but again, they don't start up until, like, the 75% point. So if you're looking for straight smut, 
this is not going to be the book for you. But if you're looking for, you know, some uh, fun fantasy with a nice romance and some slow burn smut, uh, this is definitely a good one for sure. Yeah, it's like, I think right under 200 pages. Yeah, it's like 187, something like that, if I remember correctly. It's not too long. I thought the world building was really fun. The writing's pretty good. Uh, this is Cass's first book, I believe, and it's it's really well done. It's it's yeah, the writing the writing is very good. Yeah, I I, I liked it a lot. I think it's really promising for the rest of um, for sure. There's a second book that is going to come out normally on the 28th of May, 2024. Uh, hmm. That is called Undercare and Keeping of Orcs, and hmm. I. Th- think it's gonna be the sister of the shifter i believe so because we learned that she was with an orc and so his nieces are half orc but the Uh, orc left at some point because it didn't work out it just didn't work out right exactly so um i do believe that's what it is too yeah it's exciting you know i'm I'm excited to see what else um cast writes and uh and yeah and it's it's uh, as of the 16th of June, so by the time this comes out, this will be available on mm-hmm. Kindle Unlimited. Um, I don't yeah. think there's a paperback. There's not a paperback option available right now. Not yet, anyway. Um, I don't, I'm not sure how that works. But um, Well, I mean, you know. There might be let's, through Amazon. Let's, like, let's, on demand let's printing. give a lot of support to this book. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. hope that we can get a paperback of exactly. this. Exactly. Check it out if you, uh, yeah, the cover art is really gorgeous. Honestly, I'd own it just for that. Uh, I really like it. Um, I don't have her, like, Instagram stuff on hand, but check. I'm sure she's, oh, she is on Instagram. She's messaged us. Check her out on Instagram. Um, and- um, let me give that to you. The The handle is Castle Shire. So it's K-A-S-S-O-S-H-I-R-E. So go check her out on Instagram so you can see when her new stuff is coming out and uh, support her so she can keep doing it. All right. Ready for Smasher Pass? Yes. Let's do it. There's not that many characters in this, uh, but obviously we'll start with the main couple, Siren. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. She was cool. With what she does with her magic? I, <laughs> I want her to, to do stuff to me. <laughs> She seems hot. I like her personality. She's very open and like a sexually liberated. I, I I'm into it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Burn. Yes. Oh, a thousand percent. He's so fun. He's such There's a sweet no man. Universe in which I would say no. <laughs> right. I'm. He gave me it. like kind of like tall Scandinavian men. Yes. Yeah, for sure. He was very sweet, but like rugged still. And yeah, I was into it. I was. Who else do we have? I mean, there's like some people in Sanctuary, like Gunny, who's the counselor, but I honestly didn't get a big enough read on on the other characters to form a Smasher Pass opinion. Yeah, I don't think any of them were. uh... Ooh, the goddess. The, go- I the mean, lady s- s- smash <laughs> i <Sure>. guess <laughs> she sounds she sounds hot she seems pretty cool <laughs> she's also a giant apparently she's not like human size. i think she can change her s- oh size, probably yeah is what's implied okay uh we are gonna do 
something a little different this week. We're going to go through our bingo card, which Claire made early on in the podcast. It's available on our Instagram page. It's available. It's, it's pinned. Pinned at the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's see. What do we got, Claire? What What do we have? So, what is this one? Did we have off? folds? We did not have folds. I don't think so. I don't think folds was in there. Was he made like an adult toy? No. He just had the knot. That was it. Yeah. He didn't have a leaking junk either. He was not leaking. No. No weird spunk. No normal cum. Mm-hmm. We did have female juices because she does squirt. Oh, yeah. She squirts at the end of it, which was interesting. <laughs> um, don't usually see that in smut books, but hey. Uh, we do have a mating bond. Yep. There's a mating bond. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no tail play, but I wonder if we can count tail play anyways, because she does see his tail kind of like like wag at one point. Yeah. I don't so know I if wonder it was during sex though. Was it during sex? Mm, just before. Mm. Then, I don't know. Do we uh, have maybe. breeding? No, there's no talk. Doesn't he he, may- no, no, I think he does say like I'm gonna breed you. Maybe. I don't think so. There's no talk of like kids are getting her pregnant, really. I mean, he mentions kids hypothetically that he like he yeah. would like to have some at some point, but yeah. there's no like pregnancy talk. Uh, do we have monster cock and Polly Pocket ladybugs? Uh not really. He's definitely got like big junk. No, but no, it's he not does made have a big junk, like, but big... we we don't have the whole like she's so small. Right. It's she just has a out. she has a normal sized vagina. So yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, does he use his claws inside of her? No. He uses his claws to rip her nightgown during the epilogue scene, but that's it. Come on, Cass, you didn't give us a full bingo. <laughs> You're not giving us bingo, Cass. <laughs> uh a weird pet name. Does he give her a name? No. I, don't think so. I was trying to think, but I don't know, I don't think so. We don't have a random third wheel for exposition. Nope. We don't have milking. There's no milking. We do have running away for fun. Oh, yeah. Chasing. Chasing for fun. We yep. have smelling arousal. Yep. Scenting. We don't have filling. He doesn't like filling. No. No. That's not a part. We don't have butt stuff either. Nope. No butt stuff. We do have muzzle or an, a human mouth. Yep. 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 He does eat her out as a bear. Uh, she's not small, but feisty. She's, she's feisty, realistically but bodied. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, we don't have any red flags either. No, this was very good like, in terms of consent and everything. We do have a pet or a monster situation. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. We don't, she doesn't need to have a repair or like a cream or something for her vacation. Yeah, she's not hurting the next day. She's fine. We do have a romantic, a random romantic speech, I think, of sorts. Uh, Nothing's coming to mind, but... And we don't have a cartoonish villain, so we only have five on our bingo We didn't get bingo on this card. We didn't get bingo. But this book was definitely smut light. Like, it was not... It didn't get heavy into the weird sex stuff. Yeah. You You get a a very long build up for it and then you mm-hmm. have the sex stuff. Yeah. Um but I like I like the story. I think me too. I think it works well and I think as a debut novel it's mm-hmm. it works spectacularly well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I really liked it. 
All right, let's do some Goodreads reviews. There aren't many because this is an ARC. So there's some yeah. other ARC readers that have left reviews, but there's not like, there just isn't a ton out there. So I'll read a few of them though. So this is a three-star review and it's from High Loves Books. I was privileged to receive an ARC of this book and I liked it. A nerdy plus side size heroine on an adventure to discover the source of magic. How could you not want to read this book? Shifters, magic, adventure, and possible polar bear love interest? All things I love in a book. I had a hard time with the plot and the writing style. Sometimes the details given didn't seem relevant to the story, and other times I felt like we skipped a bunch and I was desperate for more. Like, wait, how did we get here? Or, hang on, we feel what now? That being said, I really liked our main character. She had some adorable quirks, which the MMC appreciated as well. She was in inquisitive, but not to the point of being rude, was willing to admit her faults, uh, which again, I appreciated. Our MMC was the kind of a man I appreciate, kind, helpful, obsessed in a good way, but I wish we could have fleshed out his character and culture more. Truly, I would have liked more of this book. I wanted more information about the world the author had created. I wanted more learning, more adventure. I, I would have wanted a little bit more towards the end. Yeah. But I will say, though, I do disagree uh, with this review just about the writing, because I think the writing was really good. Uh, totally agree with you. I, d I don't I don't agree with there's that. There's no there's no awkwardness in the writing. I think the details mm -hmm. I, I, I like it. I, I know it's not necessarily like an opinion shared by everybody, but I like when there's extensive description. Also, mm -hmm. because when you have books where clearly the author doesn't want to do a lot of description, Mm -hmm. the only thing they're described always clue you in as to what is going to happen because they only describe yeah, things that are going to be essential so to the plot. Mm -hmm. And that annoys me a little bit. Sure. And in this one, you have a lot of details and it's it's great because you don't know mm -hmm. what detail is going to be important. And I think it fleshes out the world a lot more. It, it feels it feels like a plot with smut and, and it doesn't feel like a plot that was kind of like thrown together mm -hmm. For the excuse of smut. Well, yeah. And well, I, I, you know, I want detail in a fantasy novel because it's not yeah. set in the world that I live in. So I want to know what it looks like and what's happening. And, you know, yeah. I'd I like to know how it feels novel. like, mm -hmm. like what would mm -hmm. this describe? I don't care if you describe like one random flower or something like that. Like mm -hmm. this, look, there are people who read just for dialogue. I will never understand this. It's probably no. the one thing where I'm like, I respect your opinion, but I really don't understand it. Because I've, I've read people who say, oh, I skipped the description just so I can read the, um, the dialogue, which is like, as someone who writes herself, like, that's, uh, that's that, I hate yeah, that. I don't like, someone that. gave so many hours of their life, yeah. you know, to give a description to put you in the world. And you're like, no, nah, I just want the dialogue. Okay. I don't think that's the majority of readers, but yeah, I know some people are like that. I've I've seen yeah, I've, I've seen enough that it's just like if that's your preference, sure, but like that's not fair to sure put that that it's not fair to necessarily point that out in a review as if yeah, as if it's negative. Like you can just say my preference is this, and this book doesn't have that. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, that's right. that, it, yeah. It's just like it, if there are things that I not necessarily. I, I, I didn't hate anything in this book. There are things that probably was like, I could have done without the knot. Um, <laughs> yeah. But there's really nothing to say about the writing no, in the terms of negatives. The, mm -hmm. the, the writing is really good. Yeah. 
All right, here's a five-star review from Gina. This was truly a fantastic debut. It's so cozy, wholesome, and sweet. I am obsessed with this world the author created and the way the story is formatted. The FMC, Siren, is a researcher, so the book contains annotations from her. It was such a nice touch. The book is also dual POV, and reading from the MMC's Bernie uh, Burns POV was so lovely. He's so sweet and a literal teddy bear, no pun intended. The slow burn was delicious, and I can add... And I can now add this author to the list of authors that actually get me to enjoy a slow burn. When you get to the spice, my God, we get a scene with both forms of Bernie. Both. I'm just so pleasantly happy and I'm so grateful that the author reached out and asked if I wanted to read her book. I loved it so much and I can't wait for more books in this world. Agreed. Let's see. I agree with that review. Here's another five star from Kirsten. I love cozy monster romances, and this seriously ticked all of the boxes for me. You have a strong, capable, plus-size scientist in Siren and a cinnamon roll, but could kill you, burly polar bear shifter in Burn. The chemistry is amazing between them, and Burn is truly the sweetest, and I love him so much. Aside from great characters, the magic system was so interesting and new, and I loved reading about the different peoples and the worlds throughout the story. And the little touches that just made this book so much fun with the chapter art and the footnotes at the end of each chapter really brought it all together. And we can't forget the spice. Seriously, so good. If you love cozy monster slash shifter romances with plus-size MCs and fun magic systems, then definitely pick this book up. I will say that the last sentence is, like, a very specific thing to say, like, hey, if you like this kind of book. Well, I would just say if you like cozy fantasy and you don't mind spice or you like cozy fantasy and you like spice. Yeah, and, and I also agree that, like, Saren is really very much looks like a cinnamon roll, could kill you, and Bairn is could could kill you. Is a cinnamon roll. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, here's a four-star review from Faith. This was such a wonderful book. I love the world that Cass has created. She did an excellent job with exposition and world building without sounding like a fantasy encyclopedia. The romance was both a, uh, the romance was both a slow burn, but also insta-love and faded mates. While that sounds like it wouldn't work, it absolutely did. However, I do wish there was a bit more conflict between the two MCs. There were some plot points that worked well, but I felt were brushed over a bit too quickly. I also wish that some of the external conflict of the world had been addressed more at the end or in the epilogue, but perhaps that will come in later books in this series. So about the external conflict, I think that definitely is coming later. Um, But I don't disagree with that. I just think it's not the kind of book that has that. You know what I mean? Like cozy fantasies, they don't have big stakes. That's kind of the point. Yeah. It's low stakes. I, I, I feel like, I feel like that's only an issue because the book is maybe shorter and if Mm -hmm. it had been longer it could have been explored but also I it feels like the vibe of the book isn't necessarily to have massive stakes as you said Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like it's a lovely story that has spice in it and and this is how it goes yeah it's Um, a fun story but we'll see how that we'll see how that settles over over the next book yeah but yeah, exactly. It's definitely a very, very promising. I think so. Debut. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we've read some shit books on this podcast, and this is not one of them. This, <laughs> this is, is a good book. No, no, no. This is one of the. This is one of the best ones we've seen so far. <clears throat> I think so. Yeah, absolutely. I really enjoyed it. 
Um, this is right, one of any... those that allows you to have like to 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 read a little bit of monster smut without mm-hmm. starting with the dragon bride yes. or the kraken bride or, or stuff like that that yes. may be a little bit intense if you've never you know yeah. and and if 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 you're not into like extreme smut mm-hmm. normally if you like a tiny bit of smut if you're like mm-hmm. i like sarah j mass levels of smut i like akatar levels of smut this is a good segue yeah honestly you know this is very much like monster fucking light so if you've never read a monster fucking book uh this might be a good place to to start because honestly the first sex scene he's in human form full human form nothing weird about it and then the second sex scene he's a bear but even that like in terms of how intense some other stuff we've read in it's very it's very mild uh in that sense so um all right do you have any last thoughts before we wrap things up no last words all right, everybody. So the, as we said before, this book is coming out on June 16th, which uh, is in the future for us, but is in the past for you as you're listening to this. Uh, so go check it out. Go to Amazon. Um, I'm pretty sure it's going to be on Kindle Unlimited. If it's not... It is. Oh, it is. Okay. Okay. It's going to be on Kindle Unlimited. Uh, <laughs> buy it if you like it. The cover is really cool. Go check her out on um, on Instagram. Go check out the cover art. It's very cute and fun. I like it. Um, Next week... We're not going to tell you what we read. Um, We are doing this a little bit different now. So check the Instagram page at the Monster Smash Pod on Thursday or Friday. We'll post a little thing about what next week's book is going to be. So you have time to kind of look it up and read it if you want to. But we're not going to announce it on the pod because sometimes we have to change our plans. (laughs) We don't want to disappoint you. Um, So, yeah. So you can find me on instagram at goodreads underscore reviews you can find claire at claire's reviews you can find the show at the monster smash pod you can find us on twitter at smash underscore pod where we do not post but i do pop on there every once in a while just to see if we've like got a message or something so technically we are on twitter uh, you can email the show at themonstersmashpod at gmail.com if you have suggestions or, you know, you just want to join the conversation. Uh, just yeah. let us know. And DM if you like us, the show, leave comments. Yes. Like, yeah. also, like, when we get those comments or mm-hmm. or we get DMs, but especially, like, the comments that we get on, like, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, mm-hmm. those are so fun. Yes, when they make we our day. Them, we send them to each other <laughs> when we see them. So, like, if you know, if you think we don't see them, we do see them. We absolutely see them, and they they make us so happy. They're they're just really great. We're just happy that people are listening and enjoying what we're doing. Um, so, if you do like this, make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on on Apple and Spotify, all of the other smaller ones. Um, and rate us five stars, particularly on Apple, because that's sort of that's the podcasting charts are really kind of based on on Apple. So if you could give us five stars and a five star review, that would be great. If you like the show, obviously, if you don't like the show, um, that's don't fine. rate <laughs> us if you don't like us. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd appreciate it if you didn't give us like one star, but <laughs> we're not for everybody. It's fine. Um. <laughs> And we will see you next week, all you monster fuckers out there. Bye. Bye.